for joining me, everyone. Uh, Charles Moskowitz here. Transhumanism, the belief in or theory that the human being or the human race can evolve beyond its current physical and mental limitations, especially by means of science and technology. This is a new science that is all the rage right now over at MIT, which is um, in my neck of the woods here in Boston. And um, it basically is an attempt to evolve the humanity, the human species, in the direction of creating a new, um, a new kind of man that, that combines the human being with technologies. Um, a lot of the work was started by Ray Kurzweil back in the 1980s. Ray Kurzweil invented the talking book. A brilliant scientist and, and a professor at MIT um, and uh, the talking book was to read books. He, he invented it for Stevie Wonder. Obviously, it's good for blind people. Great invention. But his followers have gone beyond the conventional and into a rather strange area, and that is literally re-engineering and rejiggering, if you will, the human being by combining the human body with peace with computer chips and technologies to regulate the body. I mean, the idea is that um, it's kind of similar to the Nazi vision of the Ubermensch, the, the perfected Superman. Um, with all of these new technologies, presumably the human being could live to be 100, 200 years old, be have perfect health because everything is regulated by internal chips, have super strength, have cosmic consciousness, be aware of everything, have access to all information. In other words, it's the, you know, it's in a way it's a re, re, um, revisiting of the, um, of the Garden of Eden um, when, when the serpent uh, told Eve and then she transmitted it to Adam that they could be as gods. This is a, a resurrection of that idea with the use of science and technology. Now, there's nothing wrong, per se, with some of the science that's being developed. That's good. Um, you know, things that help improve your health, things that detect cancer, and the things that um, can detect heart disease and other diseases and help you regulate those things and make you stronger and make you healthier. But the agenda has to be looked at as part of this overall socialistic idea of controlling all of humanity and overthrowing God in heaven, which was the agenda of the serpent in the Garden of Eden. And I believe that transhumanism is just the latest manifestation of this agenda. This idea that if you can control, if you can create and evolve a new human species, which is what this is, it's Darwinism on speed, then you can control that species. You can eliminate those who are not cooperating, those who are seen as less evolved. I mean, after all, the Darwinian theory is an, entirely a theory of breeding. You can control and transform the world by use of technology and create a utopian perfected society where, you know, less numbers of people 
can have superpowers and become supermen. Now, people may think this sounds like science fiction. And, you know, on the surface it is, but this has been the agenda of the world's elites for the past maybe two centuries, if not longer. Um, it certainly was the vision of the occult going all the way back to the, um, you know, the, 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 you know, the various Greek, um, you know, worshiping, um, cult worship, uh, schools. And, um, it, it certainly is what every, what, what the Torah warns us about when they, they warn us away, away from paganism and, and idol worship, these man-made entities and ideas that, will overthrow God and create this new order on earth. But in the, in the 19th century, they began to take on a scientific veneer, you know, a sense of legitimacy. Um, when in the hands of those elites who did want to control the world, I could contend, and who developed certain philosophies and modalities that would help them get there and would help them move in that direction, the transhumanist idea being only the latest. Um, the big one, of course, in the 19th century, the mother of them all was Darwinism. The idea that we're not created in the image of God and thus imperfect beings who are here to know God and to try to live by his moral and ethical precepts and thus do good Instead, we're nothing more than evolved animals, that we're, you know, that the, the stronger survive, the weaker fall by the wayside, and that through umpteen million years of, of breeding with superior species, what Darwin called, um, what, what did he call it, uh, the natural you know, selection, um, out would pop a new species, right? The idea was then, th this was the ultimate, you know, elitist uh, control mechanism, which is why Darwin's book became an international hit in 1859 and why it was promoted by Huxley, whose grandson, Julian Huxley, was the founder of UNESCO, and his other grandson, Aldous Huxley, was, um, a, you know, a, a sort of a Pied Piper of the, of the, um, the use of drugs and, and, and heightened consciousness and who tried to warn us in a way with his book, Brave New World. And, and the idea was that if man is evolving as an animal, then it is the obligation, the scientific obligation, indeed the moral imperative for societies to get rid of less evolved animals or animals that threaten the, um, the, the progress as they saw it, and to enhance those who are seen as more progressive or more fit biologically. And the idea was then embraced by Marx, who praised Darwin, uh, who dedicated his book Capital to Darwin, who was a contemporary of Darwin in London, probably knew him, who knows, and whose cousin, fellow you know, Darwinian, Francis Galton, developed the idea of eugenics, which was a more formal and scientific means of breeding. I mean, after all, if, if, if breeding is what's making us better and superior and moving into a superior species, 
Why not do it scientifically? That was that was Galton's view. Um, and that's, you know, part of the establishment view to this day, I would argue. The other science quote that came about that at that time was sociology. I'm studying sociology right now at college, and I'm realizing that sociology, which was developed first by Auguste Comte, who was a contemporary of Marx, and who believed in the the you know the the worship of humanity as opposed to the worship of God. It is the science of society, how to study how society works, uh, what makes up society, with the idea of controlling society. Once they develop these tools of understanding what makes people act and what they respond to as external stimuli, then those things can be controlled. And this idea of sociology was furthered by Edward Bernays, who was a cousin of Freud and who wrote the book Propaganda, and who was considered the father of public relations and marketing. How to get people to, how to change people's tastes, how to change people's perceptions by use of clever marketing techniques and by the setting up of heroes and idols, in a sense, not in the necessarily in the ancient sense, but, you know, uh, you know, movie stars, rock stars, uh, you know, anyone who is venerated as, as somehow having some greater knowledge uh, than everyone else, and then marketing them to the public so that they can then influence society and change society by publicly advocating certain things or by living certain lifestyles. Um, psychology. Well, so so then let me let me let me go through this. So sociology is the science of society and societal control. Psychology would be the science of the psyche, how to control the human mind, mind control. Um, now, I'm not suggesting that there are very good things in these sciences. In fact, I'm actually planning on working on a book about sociology from a conservative perspective, because if sociology is done right then it's very politically incorrect. It actually does take a look at certain things and ideas and beliefs that are damaging and why. But you see, sociology is controlled by the socialists and the change agents and the, the elitists who, who also developed um, you know, Darwinism and psychology and that people like myself and thinkers who are outside of that genre are not welcome. You know, we're not going to be heard. Uh, and, and that those who are using these sciences as a way toward developing this new man, this evolved species, this world control, that's the real function of it. They will be heard. And then finally, the final piece of the puzzle besides these so-called sciences, and they are sciences, but, you know, the way they're used, is the use of the occult, which is the ancient art of superstition and, and worship of, of, of supernatural that is other than God. This is the very thing that the Lord God in the, in the Torah warns us about. This is, you know, to, you know star worship, astrology, uh, belief in and worship of, um, you know, pagan ideas uh, that, that rival and that challenge the God in heaven. Um, this is what the Talmud warns us about. Many people don't understand that the Talmud, when it talks about, 
you know, non-Jews. It's not non-Jews it's talking about. It's pagans, not Christians, not uh, people who believe in God. And when it talks about pagans, it's not talking about them necessarily as people. It's talking about the ideas and the beliefs that they've embraced that run contrary to what Dr. E. Michael Jones accurately calls logos, the belief in the order of the universe, the belief in reason, the belief that there, the, that the Lord God is a part of that 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 logos, that the, this idea that um, there is an existence, there is an objective moral code, that we are here to be individ conscious individuals who live by that code as best we can and improve life as individuals, not by force, but by being good people and by improving ourselves. And of course, for Christians, that means Jesus, which is great. But not to go there, the, the point is that, that the occult is, is the enemy of that, has, it was throughout the Torah, and it is today, and it was scientized in the late 19th century by Madame Blavatsky, Elena Petrovna Blavatsky, among others, who was this mystic from Russia, um, a Russian aristocrat, actually, and who introduced this idea called theosophy. And theosophy would be a part of spiritism, which was the worship of, um, you know, demons, basically. It's Satanism, in, in all dressed up um, and, and, and sanitized and scientized, I would argue. It had been around forever, and it became more scientized at that point, and it dovetailed with evolution because they also believe in evolution. If you look at, at Blavatsky's classes, Isis Unveiled, it talks about um, evolving species and evolving races, in her case, very Darwinian. Um, and that it was this particular belief system, um, that being um, theosophy, that would be embraced by the United Nations, and that is the formal religion of the United Nations. You can see it in their meditation room, which is no longer open to the public. And in the financial backers of that, which is called the Lucis Trust, it changed its name from Lucifer to Lucis in the 1920s, I believe, under the tutelage of the uh, the heir to um, to Blavatsky, that being Annie Besant, I believe it was, or, or Alice Bailey. And so you have this today, this convening of these so-called sciences, which are all the study of how to control people through society, through psychology through biology, as in the case of Darwinism, and through the occult, which removes the moral and ethical code of God and the Torah and replaces it with, I don't know, hedonism, uh, all the worship around idols, uh, what, what the Talmud calls apikorus, you know, which comes from the Greek word epicureanism. It was a cult in the Greek school. And it's all converging now with this transhumanism to bring things back to my original point, this idea that man can be evolved into a new species, that is the Superman, the Ubermensch, certainly political movements like Nazism, which are entirely part of this socialistic experiment, and were totally on board with all of this. They certainly outright implement, tried to implement that, as did the Soviets in this Homo Sovietica, and their scientific socialism. Um, and that the occult business has permeated our society through pop music, through rock and roll, 
the images are everywhere. It's a fascinating subject. Um, I've just begun to study this in, in earnest. And um, they're all meant to essentially put a barrier between ourselves and belief in God, knowing God, which is really the, the purpose and the goal of Judaism and Christianity. And instead to become apparatchiks of this world order um, that, that seeks to control all aspects of human life and move us into some sort of a vague and fuzzy utopia of which they don't really even have any idea. Anyway, those are my thoughts on transhumanism today. <laughs> Got a bunch of interesting guests coming up this week, so stay tuned. I usually do the show at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. I live stream if I'm around. I'm busy often with other things, but I try to be consistent and do it Monday through Friday. And I have guests coming up, so you'll have to stay tuned for that. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel, Charles Moskowitz. Thanks so much for uh, watching and listening. Have a great day.